Hey there guys, welcome back to episode 16 of the Unbearable Creatives. Today we will be talking about Bachelor, we'll be talking about Selena Gomez, which is basically just female you-know-who right now, and we will be talking about the Oscars. Buckle in, it's going to be a big one. Let's go. What an intro. Boy, whoever came up with that. Okay, let's just get down to it. Eric, how have you been? I'm well. (laughs) (laughs) No one knows who we are because we haven't introduced ourselves. Um, This is... I'm Eric. I'm Hannah. And right now we're asking Hannah (laughs) how she's doing. I'm okay. I have homework. I have to do laundry and other everyday That's regular things. That's the future. We're asking how you've been. <laughs> oh, well, I'm fine. I sleep on clouds and I dream of unicorns. How are you, Eric? Um, I play video. I've played video games. Um, <laughs> I work. I you ate, still sound like you. <laughs> I ate Wendy's, and I wish that there was guy makeup that I could <laughs> That's how I've been. Okay, wonderful. So good. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, great. My name is Eric Bratcher. This is Hannah McKern. We are back with episode 16. I don't know if I'm going to keep any of that, whatever. <laughs> um, and yeah, so we're doing well, clearly, <laughs> based on those uh, introductions. Um I'm trying to think what, uh, yeah, well, I guess we're just going to get into it. The Was there anything you wanted to get off your chest early on? So tomorrow's MLK Day. <laughs> oh, well, no, today's MLK Day in podcast world. Oh, yes. Yes. Happy MLK Junior Day, Martin Luther King Day. Pod, Happy, pod time. Pod time, yeah. Happy MLK Day to those of you who are not the FBI or a certain president. <laughs> The only person. The only people I'm not saying happy MLK Day to because you know they're going to say it today and you should all look at them funny for it considering one of those (laughs) groups (laughs) sent suicide notes to (laughs) Martin Luther King (laughs) and told him to kill himself. (laughs) Anyway. Eric's dying. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's dusty in this room. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah, so happy, happy MLK Day to those of you who actually care. Um, yeah, this world would be a lot different without him doing his thing 56, well, 50 years ago. And yeah, we're thankful as always. I'm very thankful. (laughs) Very thankful. I'm wondering what kind of events are going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. That I could possibly attend. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, Waco does a lot of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some sort of, some gathering or parade or something, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, celebrate how you do go to school or don't go to school rather. I'm pretty sure a lot of places have off, I think tomorrow, right? Pretty sure. Uh, school's out. School's out for sure. But, uh, I still have work tomorrow. Well, so. you know, hey, yeah. can't, <laughs> can't, can't, can't beat them all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Sweet. So yeah, there's that. We are going to get into a lot today. I, as I said last week, I'm not talking about a certain someone. But he's bringing him up right now. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. So we're going to talk about another someone that did the exact same thing. Yeah. So, okay. We're going to start with Selena Gomez. <laughs> and the, the, the person I'm alluding to, we talked about last week. So if you want to know who I'm talking about when I say you know who, it's not Voldemort. Go back to the last episode or the episode for that or the episode for that and you'll know who I'm talking about. But anyway, this week we're talking about Selena Gomez because she is in a certain way trying to pull what you know who pulled last week. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. This is a really like this is a really rewarding episode for those who follow for us. For those every of week. you who <laughs> don't know who Eric's talking about, his name is Bustin Jeeber. Bustin Jeeber. Bustin Jeeber last week uh, basically told all of his fans uh, to to stream his song. To stream his trash song "Yummy" uh, on silent or not silent, but like very low as they sleep, and did all this other like cheap stuff last week to try and get people to stream the song to get it to number one on the charts. And now Selena Gomez is pulling that same. Not thing. not quite same thing, but before we even do that, let's give a round of applause to Mr. Rich Roddy Rich for beating Justin Bieber, even though he tried to cheat. Yeah, last week. Do you want me to? <laughs> see our production value is like getting higher but we're, we're, we're still doing our best <laughs> okay uh and yeah so last week after Justin Bieber was talking all that stuff about like you know do all this to stream my song so it can be number one it was number two this week because Roddy Rich, the box beat it and appropriately beat it because people were just listening to the song like how you should um and so this week Selena Gomez basically Reached out to all of her fans, all of her hundreds of 127 million, I think, Instagram followers, something like that, uh, asking them to stream her song Rare, I think it was, or stream her album, maybe. Yeah, I think it was just the album that she released this past week. And to get it to number one, you know? But, like, let's be honest. Did you hear that? Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, her album is not that good. <laughs> I don't actually think it's bad. Like if we're it's just talking, not bad, but it's not good. We didn't even listen to it the like the best we could. Like it it's just not for us, I guess, is a better way to say it. Yeah, if you like Taylor Swift, you might like it. Yeah, it, if you like Taylor Swift, you feel like Casey Musgraves, she did her best impersonation of both of those artists. But I have more never mind. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Hannah has beef with Selena Gomez. No, I really don't. No, I, I just mean, like really don't think that yeah. she's that. Yeah, yeah it's, her, it, she's more irrelevant than anything. I don't really like care. But this week, she reached out to her fans, basically just like begging, not begging, but just like saying, "Hey, it would mean a lot if my album could reach number one this week." Kind of pulling a like a victim, not a victim, not a victim. It's not yeah. like there was no there was no like problem. No, but it's just like what's the word? It's just though? cheap. Like an innocent, like, <laughs> she just sounds like... She, Entitled, maybe, is a... Like, she doesn't, She sounds, like, innocent. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. 
just like please listen to my album i like i she sounds like she doesn't have like a hundred million like followers she's kind on of Instagram. like a victim to herself she's acting like she's not one of the biggest like well-known people in the world i think yeah like she goes she's gone through as if it she's and struggling like, right yeah now. oh yeah that's annoying that's so annoying as if she's like got however many people have like a hundred people who like her like us like <laughs> she's not exactly struggling for listeners basically is what no, she's the not. problem is her instagram's like it's one of the most followed. She has the most, I think, probably. I thought someone beat her recently. Maybe. Maybe an egg beater. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if David Dobrik was beating her or something like that. Uh, Maybe. I don't think he has that many Instagram followers. Not like her. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. So, it's it's just stupid. I think it is tomorrow or today. Sorry. Monday. Uh, we're going to see like Roddy Rich probably still at number one is the point, I guess. Mm -hmm. As he should be. As he should be. I think too, it's like, I don't know why huge artists feel like they need to, it's not cheating, but it's cheating just to guilt people or make people feel like they have to listen to you because, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. I just, it just seems kind of cheap to me. Especially for people who are talented. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's also just funny that it's Selena Gomez and Justin yeah, Bieber getting. Yeah. Doing this People right I now. generally have enjoyed in the past are like acting in a way that I don't really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Um, but yeah, that was all we were going to say. Also, too, I think just a side note as a reason to why she was, she phrased her thing differently from how just we rephrased his is because they're i think people are starting to crack down or the streaming services are cracking down on people breaking the system and telling people how to stream their songs so that they get higher up on the charts i don't know it's all like cheap anyway but yeah it is what it is bachelor 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 sis yes it was very juicy this week was it though i mean it was like no, it was. What? Kelsey? I don't know if I would say juicy. It was in, It was entertaining. It was really funny. Yeah. I guess with Hannah Brown, it was juicy, but everybody knew she wasn't yeah. going to. There's spoilers on here. There's spoilers. Um, everybody here, yes. knew she wasn't going to stay. Because if you pay attention, I was listening to another podcast this past week at work. And... Um, they basically said before the show even, the second episode even aired, that Hannah Brown's not staying because she was actually on Dancing with the Stars during this whole, like, while they were filming Bachelor. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, but... But for those who are on the show, so the big stuff that happened, uh, Kelsey was the star... Was her champagne. For better or worse, yeah. So Kelsey and I don't know the girl she was with, but basically blonde girl Kelsey takes her champagne out that she's been saving from Des Moines for the last year for whatever reason, thinking that she should bring it to the show about a man and 30 other women who are courting him. <laughs> she brings this bottle of champagne. It's the greatest moment I've ever seen on TV. This bottle of champagne and leaves it just sitting out. And she's looking for Peter. The golden boy, the pilot Pete, and trying to find him to but, what? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. no, what are you gonna say? 
But girls keep taking him. Girls keep taking him because that's what they do, you know. So she starts crying, even though no one knows why. Because, like, they're all just doing what she's trying to do. They're all doing the same thing. And so she leaves her champagne out on a little, you know, in front of a fireplace. And is just waiting for this romantic moment. She takes her eyes off of it for, like, five minutes. And Hannah Ann, who I don't like either, but who decides to come along and drag Peter over here to this fireplace with this nice bottle of champagne. And... She drinks it, <laughs> or she opens it. <laughs> but the question is, do you think she knew, or do you not? That do you think Hannah Ann knew that it was not like that? It was a uh, Kelsey's bottle of champagne. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like I'm pretty sure all of that stuff. Like, why would Kelsey bring a bottle of champagne that she'd been saving for a year, all the way from Iowa to this place? For one, that that part of it was like, who cares enough to do that? But B, I just think that the producers just had all of that stuff made up. Like, I think that was just a, hey, let's make this a fun viral moment, which it was, and it was hilarious. But I think that she brought it, and I think that Hannah Ann didn't know. <laughs> I think it was all real. You think it was all real? Yeah, I think I'm going to play the oblivious part. And oh, I think it was all truth. fake, yeah. Okay, I'm not <laughs> going to think that. I'm going to believe that The Bachelor is all real. Oh, oh well, all right. <laughs> I mean, I think it was all fake, but I still think it was hilarious. It was the funniest thing I'd seen in a minute. And then, like, it's funny the way it transitions in the, in the show. Literally, from a distance, you hear the, the cork pop. And then <laughs> and then Kelsey and the, a bunch of other girls that she's talking to stop, like, pausing their conversation. And, and she's they like, don't, and then none of That's them look. That's how it's fake. Yeah. Huh. None of them look, and she was like, she just starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> it pops, and she stops talking, and then she cries. That's how I know it's fake, because that could have been any bottle of champagne, realistically. But she, because she has to have this moment right now, like it has to be a whole thing. I don't know. That was just funny. I think it's real. But then, and this part I didn't understand at all, then they go from that, to Peter trying to console her and stuff and her being angry. But then Peter spends time with her. And this was really the viral moment that everybody was posting on Instagram and stuff. Even we did. You should follow us at the Umbrella Creators on Instagram. And she and Peter are just drinking, I guess, a different bottle of champagne or something. One that the producers had there. Oh. So, <laughs> so Lo and behold. what I'm getting is they had that there for Hannah Ann and Peter. And so when they heard about the champagne, that's the one they were supposed to go to. But they saw Kelsey's, thinking that was the one that the like that was the one that they were supposed to sit by, and they didn't. It was Kelsey's. So they went and got the one that Kelsey. So Kel- so Kelsey and Peter found the one that they were that Hannah Ann and Peter were supposed yeah, to have. Okay, yeah. That could be false. I could be like do getting that all wrong. But that's like what I. Got from Hannah Ann's explanation. Yeah, I don't know. It's all fake. I think they all knew what was going on. She also knocked down that one. She knocked down... Kelsey knocked down the the champagne that the producers had. She, she goes, I don't even care. She knocked it down, did she? Yeah, she knocked it down. Peter picked it up. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> know what I was down. doing when that was happening. But the funny part of it was... I don't understand why this happened. When... 
she was drinking, I guess, the producer champagne. Maybe it doesn't make any sense. But when Kelsey and Peter started to drink it, Peter drank some of it, I guess, out of the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. And then he hands it to Kelsey, who then proceeds to drink it. From the bottle. From the bottle as well. And then it just spills all over her face. That's how I know it's all just like That a does joke. seem a little sketchy. Yeah. That part might have been... It had to have been. There's like And then Peter, Peter starts laughing like crazy. Yeah, because he knows it's a joke too. But yeah, Peter drinks it and it's fine. I saw it five minutes passes and then he hands it to her and it's all over her face. That was hilarious. I want to test that. I want to test that. Test what? I want to get a bottle of champagne and I want to open it and then I want to see if, it, if that really does happen. What? what there's nothing that's gonna happen it just no i want to try it i want to try okay all right let it sit just sit it on the ground and see if you take it to your mouth and then it explodes yeah okay yeah all right (laughs) um but yeah so was there anything else that really happened the fashion show i guess the group date what i don't remember her name victoria you did you really forget her name we talked about this like just now like right before we started uh yeah because she just seems a tad bit like i mean she's becoming more relevant but she just did seem kind of irrelevant she's whiny for sure yeah she was just really like not confident for the um fashion fashion show show. and she ended up making it to the last two with hannah ann and of course hannah ann won because (laughs) she's hannah ann (laughs) yeah and um Victoria didn't like that. <laughs> she didn't like losing. She's like, I'm going home. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> We're like, girl, you made it to the last two. And he does like her, I think. She's beautiful. And like, if she just would like relax, I think. She's just really fun. insecure. Yeah. But she's really cool, I think. And she did a really good job in the fashion show, even though she was really nervous up until she lost. Yeah. She did a really good job. Um, I think she did good. I think she's gorgeous. Yeah, she is. She's one of the more attractive ones on the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Hannah Ann is, though, too. It's hard for me to separate her from a, like, a lot of the other girls. Really? Yeah. I think that Victoria She's beautiful. looks more like uh, the other girls than Hannah Ann does. She, I think Victoria looks like... like I don't know what her race or ethnicity is. I don't, I don't know. But she looks not white, brunette, blue eyes. Like, yeah. half the show is what I mean. I say <laughs> all the blondes look the same. I don't think... I think that's true. I think the, all the blondes and all the brunettes look the same. Okay. Like, she... I feel like she looks like a uh, girl that went to the vow ceremony, Madison? Yes. Yeah. Like, the... There's, like, five or five to ten blondes... Or brunettes that all kind of look similar to me. Okay. But... That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. They're all beautiful. I don't like, I don't really love the premise of the show in general, but. He still watches it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we support things that we don't love sometimes, I guess. Um, Okay. Let's see what is up on the docket. All right. So that's Bachelor. It's fun. Watch it if you like it. Don't if you don't. I can't be mad at you either way. Um, Next, we're going to talk about the oscars so i'm gonna pull up some nominations kind of how we did with the grammys if you watched our episode 
uh, I'm forgetting what number it was. I know the title was like, it was that Lizzo. Oh, uh, if you listen to, we just took a DNA test. If you listen to that episode of our podcast, you'll hear the, uh, the, um, our Grammys discussion. It'll be similar in format to that where I kind of just go through a list of the Oscars nominations categories and stuff. And Hannah and I will go back and forth and pick who we think, who we think should win and who we think, who we personally like the most and who we think will win. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Let's get into it. All right. So the first, uh, we'll do best picture last. Well, wait, haven't, haven't the, these already happened? The Oscars? Yeah. No, they just released the nominations last week. Oh, when are the Oscars? Did you say what or when? When? February 9th. Hmm. All right, starting from the bottom, we're not going to do all of them, just going to do some of them. Uh, okay. All right, so the first one we're going to do is... Ooh, okay. Visual effects. So you've seen most of these. I'm going to try and do ones that I know you've seen most of the movies for, even though some of them are going to be kind of tough because there's a lot that we just didn't see. Um, all right, so this one will be for visual effects. The Oscar for visual effects. You have Avengers Endgame, The Lion King, Sky, Sky Wars, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, 1917, and The Irishman. Okay, I don't know much about the Irishman. I heard it's really good. It's like all the like, all these major, super star-studded like older, mm. all these older Hollywood stars, men especially, are in it basically. And I've heard really, really, really good things about 1917, so I think we should see that pretty soon. True. Um. Okay, so I. Uh, I think it's going to be between Avengers and... And this is visual effects, so not just like the movie yeah, overall, yeah, the yeah. visual effects. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's why Lion King is so hard, because that's all visual. Effects. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like... I don't remember what percentage of it was real, what wasn't, but yeah. That's why that's hard. But I do think it's going to be between Endgame and... Star Wars. I personally believe that. And I want it to be Avengers. That's what I want. Yeah. I think Avengers is going to win this one for sure. There's not... It's funny. There's not a ton of categories for them to win. And it's kind of... It's interesting because... I think it's hard for some people to consider the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies as legitimate works of art in this in the oscars way of thinking that's always been funny to me uh mm. i think it was i correct me if i'm wrong audience y'all are gonna know this better than me maybe but i think it was martin scorsese who said like the superhero movies don't really count as movies like they don't count as yeah they don't count as movies in the same way that people like him and Christopher Nolan and all these other like great directors make movies, even though some of them make superhero movies, they don't count in the same way that the art form of it does for other movies, if that makes sense. 
What? He said something really like shady towards superhero movies. Hold on, we'll take a quick second to look that up. That's me typing. I'm probably gonna check this out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He literally said they're not sim. They, the Marvel movies aren't cinema, basically. Yeah. So it, I think that's kind of stupid. But how though? Like, why not? Is that him? Yeah. He's a legendary director for sure. He's directed a lot of things like uh, Shutter Island, Taxi Driver, The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. Basically, Martin Scorsese, legendary director, said that the Marvel Cinematic movies are not... Uh, the MCU movies don't count as cinema to him. And he clarified it after people kind of lit him up about that comment to say they're not his personal taste. Sounds like a cop out to, you know, clean up what he said. But yeah, whatever. He said it's not cinema. And I think that's kind of a lazy, incorrect statement because it it takes serious talent and work for the men and women who work on those movies to Mm -hmm. put out such a great product the way they have to garner such success and uh, fandom the way they have. So I, th- I think it's just trash. It's kind of a lazy comment. But that's what a lot of people think, especially the super like uppity Oscars, the Academy. You know, like I feel like a lot of them have a similar undertone to what they're saying. And so like the Endgame, Avengers Endgame is not probably going to be seen as much, at least at, at the categories I've been looking at. I haven't seen it come mm. up as much. Well, I think Avengers should win. The people who make these movies, the movies, like, they should not worry about what anybody says about them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. realistically, you putting out your art and your whatever to the world is nerve-wracking enough without people calling something great that you put out bad. Mm-hmm. So I don't, like, we don't need to put a, a ton of weight into this, even though we're literally going to spend however long doing this little what we're doing right now. I just think... It doesn't need to validate. You don't need that to feel validated. Yeah. As an artist. And that goes with any award show, Grammys, Tony's, Oscars, you know, Golden Globes, whatever. Like you know you did a good job if you're if you're doing that. So mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh let's see. That's kind of the same thing. We're gonna scroll up to the next thing. I didn't mean to take that long of a <laughs> I didn't mean for us to go that far off topic, but it's all good. Oh, Music. Okay, so original song. All right, let's see. We have Toy Story 4's I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away. Um, Breakthrough, I'm Standing With You. Stand Up from Harriet. Stop, that's it. <laughs> Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. And I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. I really wish we could see Rocket So, Man. I think it's probably going to be... Oh, gosh. Apparently, Frozen didn't get a lot of nominations either. I feel like they could yeah. take this one easily. I think it might be that one or Rocket Man, but I totally, totally, totally want stand-up for, like, that's what I want. Yeah. I hope stand-up wins, but, uh, yeah, I would probably take... I still listen to that song. If I was going to bet money, I would say Frozen, because that's just their thing. Music is just thing i've seen almost all of these yeah uh okay so that was original song this is original score joker my gosh 
Marriage Story, Star Wars, 1917, Little Women. Okay, I think it's... We've seen all these except for 1917. I think it's going to be Joker. I, I'm kind of surprised you said that, but I agree cause because... Because I, like, I like, remember the song. Like, yeah, I think it's just that. a song that you remember. I definitely... Like, I can't, I can't do it myself, but yeah, sorry. It's very squeaky-ish sounding, right? Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Can you but play it's... like 10 seconds of it? Yeah, sure. Let's see. I mean, nobody can take money from us. We're not making any money <laughs> on this right now. Uh, okay. Um, I want the little woman to win because that movie's just amazing. But I do think... Joker's sound is very like ominous, suspenseful. Yeah. Just very like it kind of hurts to listen to it. I just think it's gonna. That's yeah. <laughs> Ew, okay, turn it off. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like I it. I love it. Uh. I do not like it, but I do think it's gonna win because so. A couple weeks ago, um, my cousin, I was at her apartment. She has a roommate, and her roommate and her roommate's boyfriend were actually watching this movie, and I had already seen the movie, and I knew, like, I do not want to watch it again. But she she kept asking us if we wanted to watch it with her. They were playing Joker? They were watching Joker oh. on TV. Oh. And I was like, Chandler, I don't want to watch it. Like, I don't want to watch it at all. And But, like, I could hear this song from her bedroom. And I was like... It's fire. I started getting anxiety. I was like... I no, can't that song it. is fire. I, I'm definitely going with Joker for this one. Yeah, I think it's. I think Joker is definitely going to win. But I definitely want Little Woman to win. Honestly, though, Marriage Story... That soundtrack is good. Randy Newman, he's... Uh, he did a lot of the Pixar stuff. Like, I'm pretty uh, sure he made... Yeah, he did the I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story because he does all the Toy Stories music. Yeah, he that one might win too. But I definitely think it's going to be Joker. Yeah, and like, it sucks because like, all, all these are really good, realistic. Like, the Joker, Marriage Story, and Star Wars because Star Wars music is always like half of why people love it the um i'm not even gonna try to do the star wars thing but the the guy john williams he's like one of the greatest um score writer people in all of film history literally Mm -hmm. uh but yeah definitely joker i hope and it will (laughs) uh ooh, makeup and hair makeup and hairstyling do we want to do that one i don't we don't I really don't know, know most the of these. No, it's okay. Yeah. I need to really catch up on documentaries. It's just a lot of stuff that comes out, and I think we just... Like, right now, we haven't seen a lot because there's so many. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay, now we're up to directing. And before we even talk about this one, so I'm sure you've heard if you've, like... If you've heard anything about the Oscar nominations at this point, you've definitely heard this. So the movies that... The movies for best director, the directors nominated for best director are Martin Scorsese, Sam Mendes for 1917, Martin Scorsese for Irishman, uh, Parasite, or uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, Todd Phillips for Joker, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Quentin Tarantino is one of the... Actually, yeah. Let's just do that and then I'll say my thing. So, Quentin Tarantino is one of the greatest directors of all time, but that movie's trash. Mm. <laughs> he should not be here. And I've not seen... Unfortunately, I haven't seen Irishman in 1917 or Parasite. But the Joker probably, for me, would win this just because... I think either that or 1917 because 1917 has been getting really, really good. Yeah. I I just don't love how that movie... So it came out January 10th. I'm pretty sure it won awards before it was released to like the mass audience. To, the, to us, basically. And that's kind of funny to me. I don't love that. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm picking Joker for for this one, and yeah, it maybe maybe it'll be 1917. Whatever. That's not the important part though. So, the Oscars and the Academy have been getting a lot of backlash this past week about how <laughs> it's kind of funny. The I don't know their history of this, but this year not a single woman was nominated for best director and you may be like well who cares like maybe there weren't any good you know female directed movies but there were there were some great ones for one little women greta gerwig i know i knew that one off the top of my head um there's no reason that the quentin tarantino movie should be ahead of her there's no reason i've seen both of those little women is incredible once upon a time in hollywood is fine maybe if you're an old man who used to work in hollywood like there's no reason little woman is not in this um but yeah so greta gerwig for one should be in this uh the woman i'm forgetting her name who directed uh harriet even if oh that definitely should be in here yeah we didn't talk about harriet too much i don't think did we talk about it on the podcast yeah we did i think so Oh pretty my sure. gosh, that movie is so good. Uh, Cassie Lemons, pretty sure. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. She directed Harriet, which was fantastic. I feel like a lot of people didn't see it, which is annoying. But nobody had seen 1917 before it started winning awards, so I don't know. But yeah, I just I I think for me that's like again, it comes back to you can't let big entities like this define you and define you and your art and it's while it's annoying and it's like the it's literally the biggest stage from a movie cinema standpoint like this is as big as it gets as far as recognition my heart breaks for women in general in this aspect because i think hollywood in general is such a boys club i don't want that to i don't want any of them to let that take away from how great women were in 2019 because there was a lot of really good stuff directed by really fantastic women <laughs> so i don't know it's it's really annoying that was a big thing in the news i didn't want us to go go by without mentioning it without mentioning it um little women is fantastic i'm never gonna stop saying that that's one of my favorite movies this year she definitely need to win best director but whatever or at least be nominated for sure costume design do you want to do costume design i don't know I only know two of those movies. Yeah. It seems like the same movies are being nominated. Yeah, and but notice it's a lot of like it, Little Women has a lot of nominations except for Best Director. That's something that really bugs me. But I don't know. We could do this one. Mm. 
Mm, I know who I want. Actress in a supporting role. All right. So we have, okay, Kathy Bates and uh, Richard Jewell. Oh, okay. Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. Margot Robbie, love her. And Bombshell. I didn't see that movie. I just love Margot Robbie. Uh, Laura Dern, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. Love her. In Marriage Story, she was so good. And Florence Pugh and Little Women. Also amazing. This one's hard. It's tough. It's but... going to be between <laughs> Scarlett, Laura, or Florence. Who do you think it'll be? I really don't know. Did you see Jojo Rabbit? I don't think you saw Jojo Rabbit. No, but I, I think she's a big fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, is Are Oscars, is that fan pick? No. Oh, okay. That changes things. No, it's a, it's like a, it's like a board of Hollywood elites. Mm. Pretty sure. Uh, I think Florence might win. Florence Pugh could win this. I, I don't think Laura Dern's going to win it, even though I love her to death. Uh, and she's. She's amazing in Marriage Story. Actually, we need to talk about Marriage Story. Now, I forgot if they about were that. doing Laura Dern for Little Woman, yeah, I would, not... I would, cha- I would probably pick her. She could have been nominated twice. Yeah, in this one. Ah, oh, she was. Can so they good. do that? Do, we, do they do I'm that? I'm sure. I'm sure. F, yeah. Um, but yeah. So Florence but, Pugh. Yeah, probably. I think I think she's gonna. I really hope Florence Pugh wins that. I don't love Amy in Little Women, but she's great in that role. All right, so actors in a supporting role. The guys. Look at that diversity. Oh, man. Oscar is so white still. Uh, Gosh, there's so many other people they could have put. Freaking Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, look. People were talking about that, too. Uh, how, whatchamacallit, what's, what's his movie? Uh, Just Mercy. Just Mercy is not in this at let's, all. Let's and talk about who's in it first about before it. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Al... Al Pacino. Pacino. That sounds like a coffee. Um, from The Irishman. <laughs> He's only one of the Brad <laughs> Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes, which I actually heard good stuff about. Yeah. And then Joe... Pesci. Pesci? Yeah. What the heck? The Irishman. Okay. Those are like the two biggest, some of the biggest actors ever. So, well, yeah, I don't recognize Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Scarface. Um, Scarface? Yeah. Okay, I recognize It's like all of our dad's Joe, favorite movie. though. What? It's like all of our dad's favorite movie. Scarface. And Top Gun. Those are like every dad's favorite movies. I want Tom Hanks to win. And I think he Same. might. Honestly, Anthony might win, though, too. But yeah, Anthony Hopkins, he's Thor's dad in the MCU movies. Oh, yeah, he might win. Anyways, no, honestly, I think there's no diversity. <laughs> I think it'll probably end up being either Al Pacino or Joe Pesci because I feel like the Irishman, I feel like the Irishman set, for, as far as I can tell, they set up their, um, their stars to get these kind of awards. Brad Pitt's great. I actually, I actually really do enjoy Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's actually really good in it. Um, I would love it if you Tom saw Hanks it? won. Yeah, I would love it if Tom Hanks won for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. He's literally makes you forget that he's Tom Hanks. Like you see him and you think Mr. Rogers. Um, but I think it'll probably be either Al Pacino or Joe Pesci, realistically. 
Uh, okay, so actress in a leading role. <gasps> I can't answer this one. <laughs> this is actually a really tough one. I need to... I'm so sorry. I'm going to mess her name up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll notice when I say it in a second. But anyway, so actresses in a leading role. We have Cynthia Erivo. That, I think I'm saying that one right, hopefully. She's great. And Harriet. Love her, love her, love her. Um, our friend Olivia literally had me practice saying this name. I'm sorry to this woman. She's so good. Shirsi? No. Shirsi. It was a it was an S H M. I hate myself. I'm sorry. Shirsi Ronan for Little Women. I've said I mispronounced it last week. I'm sorry. Uh she's great though as Joe and Little Women. Uh Renee Zellweger and Judy. Scarlett Johansson and Marriage Story. She's amazing in that. Char Charlize Theron and Bombshell. I love all these women. Like they're all really good. Uh I really hope Cynthia Erivo and Harriet wins it. Me too. But I also really hope Scarlett wins it and Merit because Marriage Story was so good. But we uh, need to talk about that today, real fast at the end. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna say? I hope the little win lead wins. Yeah. Ronan. <laughs> Ronan. <laughs> I hope she wins. Yeah, she's great. But I hope Cynthia wins more. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've, uh, there's no losing here. This is a really good category. Um, but yeah, love Scarlet and Marriage Story. All right, for the guys, actors in a leading role. Ah, yeah. All right, so Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. I heard that was really good. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Uh, Jonathan Price in The Two Popes. Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I actually didn't like him in that movie. But it's okay. Uh, who do you think? Um, how do you say Joker? Joaquin jo Phoenix. Joaquin. Uh, I think he will win, but I do want Adam to win. Same. That's exactly what I was thinking too. This is this is made for uh, Joaquin Phoenix to win this. Yeah. There's no other person. Even though I love Adam Driver again in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix is winning that one easily. All right, and the big one. Best picture. We have Ford versus Ferrari, which I had zero interest in seeing. Uh, uh, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, all three great. Uh, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite. Thoughts? Um... Best picture. Uh, Little Woman, I think, should win. Isn't well, that crazy? Is that not the craziest thing to you? Little Women, nominated for Best Picture, all these other awards, not nominated for Best Director. Marriage Story's good picture, though. Uh, I'm going to go with Little Woman. That's the best movie. Little Women? Yeah. I have to go with Joker. Mm -hmm. I have to go with Joker. For me, uh, I think just... Outside of the fact that I love that character, just in the Batman lore in general, I think the way they told that story in such a ground level make you really feel like you're in that character's shoes. And we're also going to hit you with some amazing acting, one of the greatest performances ever. It, yeah, Joker's it for me, for sure. But I do love Little Women. Literally, I keep saying that every five minutes. 
Uh, Marriage Story, love that. But yeah, for sure Joker for me. But okay, so that's the Oscars. Again, it sucks that it feels like the Academy kind of has a certain agenda that they are going for, if that makes sense. Yeah. In terms of the people that they have nominated. (laughs) Um, Again, to all of the women who put their work on the line in this last year in cinema, like it doesn't go unnoticed for sure. Even if the Oscars, the biggest the biggest form of recognition for movies doesn't acknowledge it. It certainly has not gone unnoticed by the general public. Um, but yeah, so really quickly before we go, we're going to end on Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. If you have not seen Marriage Story, it's been out for a month. We are kind of late seeing it. But we just recently finished it. And my gosh, is it something. It's trash. That's what, what it is. What? Whoa. Whoa, why do you say it's trash? It's not. It's, <laughs> the ending, not my favorite, but it seems to like be it. the... that Not like the ending that you want in a movie seems to be a trend now. <laughs> so whatever. Well, what do you mean by that? Because I know what you mean, but you will literally let the last the very end of the movie ruined it completely for you. So what do you like, what do you mean by that? Like them, like a good ending. What's a good ending? I know what you're trying to say. I just want you to get like there. them so, being love, them being in love. So if the two main characters who've been romantically involved or love interest in a movie don't end up together, it's been like your Achilles here for most the movies. Thing. Yeah. <clears throat> the vow that didn't end exactly how I liked it. Yeah. I still liked it. Yeah. Okay. Now, a marriage story, I think the I think it it did bother me, but I think it needed to end that way because sure. that is how it ends typically. <laughs> like yeah. in the real world and I think that that's how they were that's what they were going for was like a real what it looks like, what divorce looks like. Yeah. And typically. if you haven't noticed, we have not said anything spoilery to give you we've been stalling for you to Stop listening to us and watch the movie. But, um, but I won't be hurt if you don't. It's really, (laughs) it's really good, but it's really like realistic and like not what I thought divorce would look like. What did you think divorce was going to look like? That's interesting. I mean, I've, I've like almost and, you know, seen it. And there are things about it that like, is what like what I've seen, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't know. I feel like whenever I've watched Divorce, it's like it, both parents are very outspoken in front of their kids about it. Like that's one way it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. This one they didn't do that, and like she like didn't say I'm doing this, and you know it was very like behind his back kind of thing. And so, um, I don't know, stuff like that I didn't really like. And the lawyer thing, like that just didn't seem yeah. so, realistic. I mean, and so, yeah, we've given people enough time to know, like, spoiler warning. So we can just talk about it. Um, I think, 
I think it's really interesting that you say that all of that, because I know how you look at movies and how you deem a movie good or bad a lot of the time, not always, but a lot of the time. I know La La Land wasn't for you just because. Which La La Land was good. Yeah. And you acknowledge that. Really didn't, it's just, didn't like it didn't end well for you. Um, and so I think that's, I think that's a really interesting take that you have on it. I, for me, I love this movie. I love this movie because it doesn't hold any punches in regard to such a serious topic as divorce. Mm-hmm. The literally, so if you haven't seen it, literally the entire movie is outside of the first five minutes when you hear um, this voiceover of both of the main characters, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, listing off what they love about each other. Outside of that, you literally spend the entire movie watching them tear each other down, not communicate well, hate each other, and all trying to like trying to end their marriage while also trying to keep their kid in a healthy relationship with both, which is how it goes in real life. Like that was all real, but not always. No, no, no. I don't. I'm not saying it always succeeds in real life. I just mean. I'm not even saying that parents always try to do that in real life either. I guess I just mean that's like, that would be the ideal goal in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoyed it. At enjoyed it as a child of divorce. I think a lot of it, a lot of it gives you a perspective of what the, what both parents are thinking so for me, I remember as a kid, I looked at one of my parents kind of as the bad one a lot of the time. I don't want to say which one. And this movie helps you to understand that's not always the best way to look at it, for one. That's one thing I really liked is like it helps you understand kind of what the pitfalls are for both parents in this kind of situation, what some of the manipulations that both parents, even the good one, that you might think is good, the bad one you might think is bad, how they can both be kind of manipulative, how they can both kind of try and finesse their finesse the system a little bit in, in certain ways. And so it opens your eyes in that sense. And I really enjoy that. Um, but something else, one other thing I really enjoyed is, it, I think this movie is really going to do a lot if people watch it. I think it's going to do a lot for people to make it so that people are fighting for their marriages more. I kind of said that to you when we finished or it. Or like avoid it. Avoid it. Cost. Yeah. Avoid this thing. Like I think for me, my, my, my thoughts towards marriage and divorce and all that stuff is if I get married, like that's it. Like divorce is not even in the conversation. And I know a lot of people have that approach, but everything sounds good once everything sounds good when everything's going good. You know, that sounds perfect when like, it's all sunny outside, but how, how are you going to act when you're really in the trenches, you know? And so I think this movie kind of helps you see what that other side looks like. Once you've made that decision, I think it's going to, I think it's going to help a lot of men understand some of the, I want to be, I want to be smart in how I word it. I I think it's going to help a lot of men understand a lot of the pitfalls in infidelity as well. How costly it can be. How costly divorce can be. That was a big thing too. It is expensive. 
<laughs> lawyers cost a lot of money, like hundreds of dollars an hour on top of a flat rate of thousands of dollars. Like that's crazy to me. Uh, lawyers are awful people. <laughs> Even the ones you might think are nice. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of, it's a lot, it's a lot of realizations for me. Yeah. I've just realized that I don't want to go through it. And so did you want to go I'm through trying it before? To, well, no, <laughs> but like now I really know, yeah, like, yeah. like there's part of me that was like, maybe I just shouldn't get married. Like, this movie makes you think that for a minute. Like, like maybe I just shouldn't get married because then I don't have to go through it. But true. don't let me have kids. Cause mm-hmm. my gosh, like that. And the toll it takes on a kid. Like th- again, that was something I kind of realized as a child, but like, it just like it just hurts to watch it on screen. I guess you need to see this movie. Trust me, you need to see it, Little Woman. You need to see. It. There's certain movies that came out in this past year or this last however many months that you just need to see to get to feel. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I loved it. It's an eye opener for sure. If you're married, you definitely need to watch it. I don't care how good or bad your marriage is. You need to watch it before you do anything else. Um, yeah. So. That's my big recommendation for the week. Um, is there anything else? Anything left? Nope. Stay tuned for The Bachelor next Stay week. tuned for The Bachelor. <laughs> Not an ad. Uh, be sure to watch Mary's Story. Be sure to watch the Oscars. Or no. The Little Woman. Little Woman. Harriet. Joker. Avengers. Watch all that stuff. Um, and yeah, so... You know how we end it, uh, what I say every week. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, uh, at The Unbearable Creatives. Send us letters, topics, suggestions, all that stuff on uh, through our email. Uh, I believe it's TheUnbearableCreatives at gmail.com. We have things in the works. I don't want to spoil it just yet, but just be on the lookout for certain video format things, uh, audio, uh, uh, visual mediums and such. Can't wait for y'all to see, actually see that. Um, and yeah, again, tell a friend, tell someone who's not your friend. If you like us, if you don't like us, just talk about us. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. This is us being Selena Gomez. Just please, please stream us. Tell your friends to stream us. Stream us on a low volume. The difference as is you go to sleep. one's way more famous. Yeah, the difference him. is we need it, but whatever. Um, yeah, tell your friends, tell your enemies. All that stuff. Tell your parents, tell your kids, tell your cousins. Um, And yeah, thank you for listening. We have been the Unbearable Creatives. My name is Eric Bratcher, here with my co-host. Hannah McCrone. And we will see you next week. Peace. Bye.